Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays Amin's floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get Amin in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. That just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. (laughs) They wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. I'm going to do this one sober today, guys. This one... <laughs> Nobody believes you. <laughs> oh, I'm dead sober. I don't have time. Can't just go cold turkey, I mean. You don't have time to get drunk? Yeah. What were you doing this morning during radio? I was eating. That's, yeah, I that's my... I can hear that. I can hear that's that. My, my the... my loading. That's like when I get my 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 uh, clementine action in banana, little egg and turkey and sausage. Can't booze that early on the radio. Well, you can and you have that early on the radio. No, never. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Even when you're in Miami, I'm not gonna be on the radio when that happens. Even when you have been though, not like of that morning. Like if you if you tell me like residual, that's different. George Clooney. Not a good actor in this movie. Let me tell you something about George Clooney. I never noticed this before. Oh, boy. George Clooney's whole thing is I'm going to shake my head while I talk. Yeah. What do you mean you've never realized this? I've never realized he shakes his head while he talks. ER. Talk. Ocean's 11. Ocean's 12. Oh, brother, where art thou? Ocean's 13. All of them. Just reading his IMDb, I know. I've watched him and everything. I just never conceptualized. Yeah, oh, he's just shaking his head. You guys know the Seth Rogen, Zach Efron conversation? And neighbors. Hey, who's Batman to you? Like, when you think of Batman, who's Batman? Are you kidding me? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Michael Keaton is Batman to me. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> and Michael, ba- Michael Keaton's Batman was just like, hey, I'm Batman. No, hey, I'm Batman. No, dude, no, I'm Batman. This is what Batman sounds like. I'm counting on it. No, I'm counting on it. I'm Batman. Being eight years old in 1997, somehow... My first Batman was George Clooney. What? Not even Valley Kilms? Val Kilmer, I was six, so I'm, I'm sure I saw it, but I think I like went to the theater to see this movie and was like excited about it, and I'm pretty sure I had a Mr. Freeze action figure slash tank. 
Oh man, those, those toys were oh. legit. Maze, you must have been the coolest kid at school. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't it? it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. So. <laughs> just remember that. You know what the problem of Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were I offended? Was a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah. all over. Okay. <laughs> Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. Patreon.com slash count the dings. You get all the extra shit. Review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Leave a funny comment. Or just leave a comment saying you're leaving five stars because we told you to. If you have a submission, submit it. Oh, yeah. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it, Amin. Okay. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I mean, it's March, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, you don't give us orders anymore. You take oh, orders. No. Wait, no, that's problematic. <laughs> oh, you ain't the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash count the dings, sign up, become a patron. And oh, you dingbats, you're going to get the latest Cinefeud in which Amin and I square off in trivia about our own podcast. Last time we did it, the first episode. I think we got two questions right out of about 15. Wasn't very good. I think we did better this time, but you're going to have to tune in to find out who won. Who cheated? Who won the first time? Was it me? I don't remember, but I remember. I think I did. That means I did. If you don't remember, that means I did. (laughs) A whole lot of cheating is what I remember. Also, if you have a submission for this podcast, submit it. You already asked them to do that. Just needs to be 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience or the critics score and check us out on stereo stereo.com slash Darth Amin stereo.com slash talk hoops stereo.com slash corn puzzle. I think every other week doing cinephobe after party. We just did action Jackson, right? And which Amin and I just turned the movie back on and, and watched it on mute watch it and talk to talk to our listeners. So make sure you're checking us out on stereo app, stereo.com slash talk hoops, stereo.com slash corn puzzle, stereo.com slash Darth Amin, we're in the middle of Arnold Month in March. So this week we watched the 1997 action sci-fi Batman and Robin. What? <laughs> Superhero. <laughs> Just IMDb says sci-fi. Action sci-fi. <laughs> I mean, there is a space element. Yeah, they do kind of go to space. 
Spoiler alert. Batman and Robin stars George Clooney and, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And since it's Arnold Month, we'll start with him. He had just been an eraser. You've just been erased. Check that out on last episode. You had just watched that, uh, listen to that cinephobe. What? You've just erased that podcast from your library. <laughs> Last week's episode was Eraser. He had just been in Eraser and Jingle All the Way in 1996. End of Days was coming out in 1999. I remember when that one came out. I thought that was going to be like the action movie, end all action movies. Too meta. It did end his career, more or less. Downhill after that. This is the end of the run, boys. More or less. More or less. More. Clunes was really going at this time. One Fine Day and From Dusk Till Dawn in 1996. He also had The Peacemaker come out in 1997. Awful movie. And then he went on a run. Out of Sight and Thin Red Line in 1998. Of course, he was also smack dab in the middle of a monster run on ER. Then Three Kings, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, The Perfect Storm, Ocean's Eleven. Woo! Blast off. We also get Chris O'Donnell as Robin. End of his run. (laughs) He didn't have a run. He did. No. He's, oh my God. It was three years long. He played Ernest Hemingway in 1996 in the movie In Love and War. And he had The Bachelor coming out in 1999, the movie, not the TV show. But yeah, he had School Ties, Scent of a Woman. Him getting that part was a big deal. School Ties was like 93. And then Three Musketeers. And that's when Chris O'Donnell was a thing. Plus Batman Forever. Fuck out of here. All right. Uma Thurman plays Poison Ivy. She was in Beautiful Girls and Truth About Cats and Dogs in 1996. Gattaca in 1997. File. I always think about Rafi in the league. Gattaca! <laughs> and also Les Miserables and Avengers in 1998. Not that one. Uma Thurman, repeat offender. I wish I knew how to quit you. Johnny B. Good. Alicia Silverstone plays Batgirl in this. Spoiler alert. She had Clueless in 1995 and Excess Baggage in 1997. Phobe. She fell off. Very quick, huh? Yeah, man, because she had the crush and clueless. And then after that, like, just kind of existed. Blast from the Past was a good movie. But- oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Blast yeah. from the Past came out My man. Uh, a little later than that. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. The funny thing is, for the longest time, this shouldn't surprise you two. Oh, boy. Alicia Silverstone, Reese Witherspoon. Just to get them confused. Not because oh, they look alike, God. but because oh. the names are just too many of the same rhythms. What? Silverspoon, Witherspoon, Silverstone, Witherspoon, Silverspoon, Witherstone. <laughs> Alicia, Reese, like it just used to got get them. Confused. Alicia and Reese, same beats, huh? Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> We're in March. That's fucking racist. Okay, <laughs> Michael Goff plays Alfred in this. Jared Goff plays quarterback. He was also Alfred in the 1989 movie. Yeah, he was. Alfred and Commissioner Gordon are the same. In the four Batman movies. Pat Hingle is Commissioner Gordon in this, obviously the 1989 movie as well. Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> John Glover from Gremlins 2 is in this. Elle McPherson from The Edge is in this. And Vivica A. Fox from Booty Call. Yes, and Coolio from the Gangster's Paradise music video. In the Dangerous Minds soundtrack. And in his IMDb, he also played a sex educator in the pilot for the Dangerous Minds TV show. Oh, remember that? Of course. Vivica A. Fox... Low key on a run. Don't be a menace. Independence Day. Set it off. Booty call. This movie. Soul food. She's been on a run for 20 years, man. And I didn't realize that Kill Bill Volume 1 was a Batman and Robin reunion. Absolutely. They came up with the idea on the on the set of this. Like every other set of folks. Batman and Robin directed by Joel Schumacher. 
You know JoJo Shoes from Lost Boys, Flatliners, Fallen Down, Batman Forever, A Time to Kill, 8mm, Phone Booth, and the number 23. How do you make this movie an 8mm back-to-back? That is a wild swing. Also, you know Joel Schumacher from being the racist who said, I don't want a black Harvey Dent. Thus recasting my man, Lando Calrissian, a.k.a. the one, the only Billy D. Williams. Mm. You know how there's a one for them, one for me, back and forth? Which one is the one for him? I think we know. I don't. Who was this for? Batman was the one for them. Was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eight millimeter was the one for him. 100%. It certainly wasn't for them either. It was for no one. Batman forever, one for them. Time to kill, one for me. Batman and Robin, one for no one. (laughs) Akiva Goldsman wrote Batman and Robin. Also wrote The Client, which you may remember. Jesus. I did a book report on in back-to-back years in high school. And the second time, just watch the movie. Also wrote Batman Forever, A Time to Kill, iRobot, Transformers Last Night, and The Dark Tower. Oscar winner for A Beautiful Mind. Razzie winner for at least one of those, right? (laughs) Also The Da Vinci Code and Cinderella Man. Synopsis for Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together even as they must stop Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. That's the synopsis? Tension. Is there tension in the synopsis? Is that the first time we've had tension in the synopsis? Can you feel the tension in the air right now? Tagline, strength now, courage always, family above all, Batman and Robin. Not a tagline. (laughs) It gets longer. Tag paragraph. Two others, heroes, villains, triple threat. There you go. Good but terrible. Good but terrible? Like good as far as the length goes, (laughs) terrible as far as being a good tagline. And then the last one. I need a drink. The glass half full, the glass half empty. Strength, courage, honor, and loyalty. On June 20th, it all comes together. Yeah, these are all terrible. $125 million estimated budget. Grossed 107.3 US and 238.2 worldwide. Never disappoint those worldwide audiences. I know I was in France the summer it came out, and those posters were everywhere. You could not escape between that and... I'm looking over the skyline of the city. Was the poster Batman and Lubin? <laughs> the hippo. hippo. <laughs> the hippo. Batman. Mr. Freeze. He likes the hippo. <laughs> hippo man. We're jumping into this movie and the reviews. Batman and Robin is available on HBO Max. Nice not to rent one, man. Ah, so felt so good. Yeah. Batman and Robin receives 11% from critics on 92 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and 16% from the audience on over 250,000 ratings. Nobody liked this. It's a low, low score, folks. Usually, I feel like the nerds will flock to the audience, right? It's our lowest audience score since Gili. Woo! I like Gili better. I mean, do you want the positive or the negative reviews? I'm really curious to hear who among the critics could have liked this movie. Well, everybody's just thinking about the negative. Well, I think the glass is half full. Everybody thinking it's half empty. Peter Bradshaw of Guardian. An amiable, almost farcical Batman episode with George in Nespresso mode. Almost. Like, what What stopped him short? It was just teetering on the edge. I don't remember George Clooney being the brand ambassador of Nespresso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. 2006? Michael Alove of Baltimore Sun. Alove of Brett. I love this one. Clooney manages to keep even these scenes afloat with consistent good humor and unforced charm. No. He's a fucking wooden robot in this movie. No to both. So back-to-back Clooney praisers? 
That's it. Luke Y. Thompson of LYTRules.com. LYT Rules. I don't know anyone who will admit to liking Batman and Robin, except me. That's not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a review. <laughs> Announcing that you like it and that you're lonely does not make for a review. Brian McKay of eFilmCritic.com. By most accounts, the worst of the series. Yet, I like it the best, probably because my expectations were so low to begin with. Clooney breathed some life back into the role. I mean, not really, though. <laughs> like, Kilmer wasn't good, but, like, Clooney... He literally almost killed the role. He did kill it. They didn't make another Batman until goddamn Christopher Nolan. That fraud. Which was 2006, which was what? A decade later. So, yes. He did not breathe life back into it. That fraud, Christopher Nolan. You kidding me? Oh, stop it, man. Get out of here. Jeff Millar of Houston Chronicle. Does he know Kevin Millar? Can you do Arnold doing a Boston accent? Millar, get in the car. If you like him busy, this sequel is for you. Give me more Sam Adams. Mike Clark of USA Today. Some nifty celestial surfing and a good finale compensate for a dead midsection. The finale had me (laughs) maniacally laughing. That surfing was nifty. Janet Maslin of New York Times. Maslin's hierarchy of needs. As played by Uma Thurman, Poison Ivy is perfect, flaunting great looks, a mocking attitude, and madly flamboyant disguises. It's true. Is it, though? I love Uma. I wouldn't say madly flamboyant disguises work. Disguises? What disguise? (laughs) Just the gorilla costume? It's Uma Thurman. (laughs) That forehead, you can't disguise that. The only time you can't see that it's her is when she's a fucking gorilla. Dressing like Zooey Deschanel is a flamboyant disguise in 1997. User Sasha P, five out of five stars. It's cheesy as hell, but that's why it's my favorite of all the Batman movies. Haters gonna hate. It's the only one I keep coming back to, even after all these years. Still crazy. After all these years. User Oliver O, four and a half out of five stars. Oh, oh. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten spelled R-O-T-T-O-N. This movie is the best Batman movie. It outdoes Christopher Nolan and Tim Burton in every freaking way. It is obviously amazing. That's a troll. No, but I just like, oh, you're so funny, guy. Oh, my gosh. You really turned this whole Rotten Tomatoes thing on its head. And then last one, user Pascal M, four out of five stars. Everyone hates this film. But when I young, I love this movie. <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> Be like the hippo. I still, th- <laughs> I still think George Clooney is one of the best Bruce Waynes we've ever had. It's campy, colorful, and entertaining. Full of well-written puns, amazing costumes, innovative special effects, wrong, <laughs> and set designs for the time. Stop focusing on the bat nipples and take the movie for what it is. Can't stop focusing on the bat nipples. Alicia Silverstone, no bat nipples. Cowards. Negative reviews. At this point of time, my thought on critics not liking stuff is, then turn it off, you fucking weirdo. You have so (laughs) many options. People who watch an entire project to hate on it, man, it is so weird to me. This guy keeps coming up now. I don't understand what's going on. Mike Massey of Gone with the Twins. Gone with the Twins. It's really bothering me that he's in every fucking one now. And the Twins. Perhaps most disheartening of all is the fact that every character in the film defies gravity, physics, and any form of logic in their clunky or obnoxiously vivid designs. Most disheartening? That's the most disheartening part. It's a superhero movie. Right. The comic book characters acted like comic book characters. No, they didn't. Brian Gill. Of Mad About Movies podcast. 
All right, now if this motherfucker can get his podcast on Helen Hunt, why can't we get our podcast in the reviews? Because our podcast is that isn't an inception. Our podcast talks about other reviews. Why not? How can our review be in the review? It's honestly a miracle anyone was ever willing to see a Batman movie again after this film. They literally had to get the hottest director, writer in Hollywood, and one of the hottest actors to save it. Think about that. Jason Bailey of Flavor Wire. Car bombs. What? It's March. Yeah. Bailey's. Schumacher is like a bad stepdad who thinks we'll love him if he just feeds us candy all day. Parentheses. Yes. Burton is the daddy in this metaphor. The manic, depressive, <laughs> annoyingly emo daddy. <laughs> I enjoy that review, but I did not see any candy in this movie. This saw shit. Michael Wilmington of Chicago Tribune. Well, if you use a, a heat gun on like a Snickers... Kind of the same thing. The movie has its entertaining flashes. Snickers is molten chocolate at that point and not shit. But there's too much bat jive and bat hokum. Oh, boy. Whoa. Bat jive. I don't know how I feel about that. It really is March, huh? David Sterrett of Christian Science Monitor. Don't stare at the bat nipples. Batman and Robin is less a movie than a razzle-dazzle video game. It's not. I play video games. It's not. It's neither Razzle Dazzle nor, nor a video game. Gene Siskel of Chicago Tribune. Oh, boy. <clears throat> this is tough. All right? Really? I need you to really listen to me enunciate this word, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't fuck it up. <laughs> a... A snigger exhausting. <laughs> Zach Harper off the henny and a few pulls of the sour, ready to siskel it all. <laughs> a sniggering, exhausting, overproducing extravaganza. What? <laughs> Who's exhausting? That's <laughs> virtually all of the humanity pounded out of it in the name of an endless parade of stunt sequences. You think his editor got nervous? <laughs> of course! <laughs> it's in the word! <laughs> I'm staring right at it! <laughs> Zach, could, could you spell that word, please? <laughs> S-N-I-G-G-E-R-I-N-G. You know what to do from here, internet. <laughs> With that ING, I'll put the S at the end. <laughs> Jack Harper, racist. Still getting paid, you cowards. I don't know if you can still get paid if that came out. I'm Teflon, baby. That's going to be played out of context when I get canceled, right? It's going in an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Teflon, baby. Peter Rayner of New Times. Bring earplugs to Batman and Robin. A pair of nose plugs wouldn't hurt either. Eye patches probably would help. Bar from the prison guard. <laughs> why, why, why did the prison guard have an eye patch? Jesse Ventura? I've got a, I've got an, a note on that. I got several notes on the prison guards. <laughs> David Metzger of Bullseye.com. Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. Shut up. Peter Canavesi of Groucho Reviews. Oh, I loved him in Boardwalk Empire. Alfred posits, for what is Batman if not an effort to master the chaos that sweeps our world? An attempt to control death itself. Okay, fine. But we get this and dick jokes? <laughs> I like the dick jokes, to be honest. There's a part where George Clooney hits Robin with a hard dick. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> Destin Thompson of Washington Post. Like a wounded Yeti, 
Batman and Robin drags itself through icicle-heavy sets, dry ice fog, and choking jungle vines before dying in a frozen heap. Kind of like that. I don't, because a wounded Yeti? When have we ever seen a Yeti be wounded? You don't think they can get wounded? No. <laughs> you think they just collapse Not and Yeti. die? Oh. User Steven H. One and a half out of five stars. I used to think rollerbladers were cool, but the movie is just as bad as I remember. <laughs> Did you ever think rollerbladers are cool, Zach? I think they were cool? No. Did I have rollerblades at one point? There yes. Of yes, course I did. did. Of course you did, bitch. Excuse me for living in California. 20th century. <laughs> they were rollerblading? or No. It was ice skating. Well, I think they were both. I think they no, were no, both. No, no. They, ska- they were ice skating, but he's comparing it to rollerblading because they were both big in 97. User Olivia B. Half out of five stars. No, Mr. Freeze. The Ice Age did not kill dinosaurs. You're off by only 60 million years, which is exactly how off this movie is from being even remotely decent. Literally. And the last one, user Patrick B. Half out of five stars. This movie literally has the hero Batman paying $8 million for a prostitute and auctioning off women at a fundraiser. No wonder Epstein got away with his crap for so long. Stop it. Topical! First of all, (laughs) did he just call... Poison Ivy a prostitute? Is Jeffrey Epstein in this movie? Isn't he? Welcome to Cinephobe. I mean, what's your first note? Wow, Arnold got top billing. Wow. Yeah, so I was thinking about this too. It also happened in Batman 1989 with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was billed ahead of Keaton. But I was trying to think if it happened in anything else where the villain is the first build. And all I could think of was No Country for Old Men. Maybe Javier Bardem was first. Face-off, like, it was Cage and Travolta. It wasn't really clear who was first. <laughs> it was first. fucking clear who's first. Are you kidding me? They actually have Nick Travolta Cage. first, so. It's Nick Cage now. They got Nick Cage first. But also, they're both the hero and the villain, so. Cage is the hero the whole time. The only one that really was was 101 Dalmatians, which, you know, the villain is kind of the main character, so. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> My first note. I remember getting so hyped for Batman movies when I was a kid, even though I didn't give a shit about Batman. I just liked it. I mean, it was a thing, man. And you know why? This movie, right away, right off the rip, Bat Symbol gets frozen and shattered like Sub-Zero hit it. And I wrote art. Yeah. Arnold billing above George Clooney, power move. I was confused as to why there was so much red in the graphics because I did not remember all the heating shit towards the end of the movie. But now it makes sense. We're getting quick cuts of Batman putting on the suit. Boom. Bat nipples. Boom! Bat ass twice. Bat that ass up. So many bat tools. How long do you think it takes to like replenish all those tools? Because they can't take them all back. Why do you think Alfred is dying in this movie? (laughs) Do you think there's a bat warehouse or he's crafting new ones? And the branding. They can't even get generic ones. Everything has to have a bat on it. Everything's got to be fucking customized. Oh, my God. Unpopular opinion or maybe popular opinion. Let me share it with you guys. Batmobile. Ugly car. Oh, yeah. Super ugly car. Always. Every version. I like the Keaton version the best because I like the shields and the way they came up on it. No. But that's it. Yeah, it's an ugly car. This is the last question I'm going to ask. Typically, I got you guys know I like to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But literally, this movie is so long that I just had to eliminate all my questions. The only one I'm going to ask is, best fictional car. Ooh, man. Zach, did you go to a museum with all the Hollywood fictional cars in it? I did. Yeah. I mean, so th- there are two for me that immediately come up. 
the DeLorean. Yes, that's mine. And Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, I like Kit a lot. Mace? Bumblebee. Mm, original or reboot? Or extra crispy. I'm probably going to go with the first Michael Bay Transformers Bumblebee. Okay, the Camaro, the yellow Camaro. Robin's face disguise also. Come on, man. This is such a Clark Kent glasses situation. Nobody cares, though. That's He's just got a little ass face covering. I hate I hate Robin so nobody much. Ca- nobody, ca- yeah, nobody cares. It's- the Batmobile looks like one of those concept cars we'll never see. They're all Teslas. And Robin wants a car. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Banter. Banter. Robin has to wait so long for his fucking scooter to get up there. Yeah. He's like, are they in a hurry? Is there an emergency? The credits are still going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry, though, Zach. This bat tunnel is long as fuck. Alfred is not doing well. He looks like shit. He's acting his ass off is what he's doing. I think he was actually dying. It's a future callback right there. Commissioner Gordon says a new villain has taken over the Museum of Art. I died here. Commissioner Gordon pops up on the screen like oh, Basil Exposition. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a couple of things. We missed the, the banter of, don't wait up, Al. I'll cancel the pizza. Banter. Butler. <laughs> As they drive off, Albert looks like he's ejaculating. Alfred. Oh, Alfred. Yeah. Oh, I wrote Albert. I wrote Albert the whole time. (laughs) Jesus. Alfred. (laughs) Alfred. Alfred is busting a nut. Ooh, his eyes roll back and he makes this weird face. And then, yes, Commissioner Gordon Basil expositions his way. I mean, it's exactly. It's the exact same thing. If it weren't back, the movies came out at the same time. Yeah, they did come out. I was just trying to figure out which one came first, other than Alfred. (laughs) Everything got frozen there. He's calling himself Mr. Freeze, and I wrote, no foreplay here. We're just getting right to the fucking. Yep, yep, yep. Cops or guards or something say stop or they'll shoot. Museum guards with guns. They just come in firing like Chris Tucker's on the run and Money Talks. Just firing. Mr. Freeze shoots him with an ice can and freezes the guards. The Iceman cometh! And I wrote tension. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. One guard asks for mercy. Mercy? <laughs> my condition has looked me cold to your pleas of mercy. And then I wrote, okay, I'm going to grade these puns. I've decided it. Iceman cometh 9 out of 10. Left me cold? That's a 2. <laughs> How about in this universe, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes. Spoiler alert. I am going to regret grading these puns at some point in this movie. (laughs) That's three for three coming out the gate. All of his lines are ice puns. Trust me. There's a point where I will let you know. And I've waved the white flag. (laughs) His henchmen look like Jason X and hockey pads. This is the only movie, the only pod episode where I am not going to ask Mace to clip anything. My next note is I paused the movie at the five minute mark because I just realized I'm going to have to type every piece of dialogue by Arnold. And also, Mace, I will not, it's up to you to pick and choose what to clip. Yeah, clip it all. We're all like, it's clipping the two hour movie. It's it's up to you. It's up to you, Mace. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow. March is awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank God we're not back in that month, you know? Wow. What? What do you mean, that month? My next note, Arnold looks dope as hell. That's a great costume. Oh, my God. It's so good. That's what I'm saying. I'm like 99% sure I had this action figure. Yeah, absolutely. Badass. Badass? He wants a giant diamond 
that they have in the Museum of Art. Diamond. And yes, in this universe, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes. I wrote, is that a pun? One out of ten, if so. Also, no death, no taxes. What, what about, about the, the sun? Sundle? I wrote the same note, too. <laughs> wow, bro. Tubular. <laughs> I feel like because it's Mr. Freeze, it has to be snowboarders now. So that one's like, oh, so much powder, bro. <laughs> Batman crashes in and Fred Flintstones his way down the dinosaur before ski jumping into Mr. Freeze. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. He disarms him and then Freeze chucks his ass across the room and says, you're not sending me to the cooler. Seven out of ten. No, 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 no. He didn't say that. He said, you are not sending me to the cooler. Clooney does a kip up. What? Springing flip up from your back or whatever. Oh, that's what that's called? Kip up. I didn't know. Yep. Okay. Try and kip up. I'll try right? to kip up. That's a one out of ten. Robin comes scooting in, slides his stupid little scooter, hits a vase. Batman catches it, and he disarms Freeze, and the diamond's loose. They really had not mastered how to make jumping and falling items look natural. The motion is super herky-jerky, and it's all just, like, wire work. Yes, but even, like, the vase, they couldn't throw it up in the air and just let him catch it. It, it like, literally floated up slowly and then floated down gently into his arms, and I said, you guys couldn't make that look somewhat authentic? Also, who gives a shit about a vase? Well, no, it is a museum part. It's got to be old. You break it, you buy it. It's in a museum. Well, yes. More banter. I thought it was rollerbladers, so I put rollerblading psychos with hockey sticks come in. I just oh. started calling them the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> they destroy everything. Kill them. Because here's the thing. Kill the heroes. What are the prereqs to being Mr. Freeze's henchman? Does he recruit from minor league hockey teams? Oh. The more I thought about it, the more I made sense. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a minor league hockey game. It's literally just all fights and in between, like, they play a little <laughs> hockey. When we get to the headquarters, I had some questions, but he, he does seem to be a diverse. He does. Equal opportunity hire. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the part that threw me off. Batman and Robin stick their feet up. And now they have ice skates. And I said, you know what? I feel like that's too specific a feature to have in anticipation. Bat skates! Okay, so Batman and Robin go back to back, like Tango and Cash. Hockey team circles them. Freeze taking out the guards. And then they click their heels. And randomly, one day they decided, we may need ice skates in our boots. We're not in Kansas anymore, Zach. Where did the blades come from? Inside the boot. How tall are those boots? Are they just cutting up against their feet? Reminder, Commissioner Exposition told them about Mr. Freeze on the way there. Right. No prep time. So that means this is just a feature. Does Batman treat Albert like Dan Levitar treats Mike Ryan? (laughs) Mike, I need some ice skates. There's a villain that uses ice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He just showed up. Robin is going for the diamond. Apparently he's Brett Hull. Hockey reference. What's up, Roy? You get the ice, I'll get the ice, man. Playing hockey with the diamond. Batman and Robin have the diamond. Arnold comes in with... What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age! Eight out of ten. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. Batman said he was going to go after Freeze. He doesn't at all. And Robin definitely breaks through the flying V to steal the diamond at one point. Blast the dinosaurs. It collapses because it froze? I didn't understand the physics of that. Robin loses the diamond. Freeze gets into the Freeze Mobile. And then Robin goes full Billy Gill. Pole vaults towards Freeze. He pole vaults <laughs> on ice skates and just lands no problem. He has the diamond. He's getting away. Batman gets into the Freeze Mobile. Robin jumps onto the Freeze Rocket that starts going. And this Freeze Rocket dildo shoots into the sky. Hit me, boys. Ah, I was hoping you'd drop in. 
I was hoping he'd drop in. Freeze fiddles with the joysticks with no rhyme or reason. Then he blasts the wrist of Batman against the wall and says, Can you feel it coming? The ice cold of space. Four out of ten. At 30,000 feet, your heart will freeze. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean, don't we all fly at 30,000 feet? Yeah. <laughs> like when we get in planes? Also, like Austin Powers, we've got just a random rocket getting launched. <laughs> Off the back of Freeze's tank, by the way, that goes perfectly through a tiny little window. He just says, freeze well. I went, what? Three out of ten. I just like the idea of, like, Freeze, like, installing it into his thing and his wife. That just looks like a, a waste of money, Victor. said, one day you'll see. You won't regret it. <laughs> freeze ejects with the diamond and has some wings to help him get back to Earth. That is not big enough. Sick wings, dude. That glider is super small. <laughs> Robin breaks in to help Batman. Who invited you? More banter. Lots of banter. Wooden banter. Real tension between these two. I feel like the laser could have come in handy a lot sooner. Of course. Now you pull it out? We could have streamlined a lot of this shit, man. This exchange right here really <laughs> threw me off. I mean, it legit threw me off. I'm like, wait, what? Now what? Call a taxi? Watch the first step. Surf's up. It's like, what the fuck is going on? A bat bomb! That's what I wrote the note. Chris O'Donnell not becoming a bigger star makes a lot of sense. And now they're surfing. How is that even... I don't know. Why would that be an effective way to exit this space shuttle and get down to him? Also, where did they get the surfboards from? They're the metal doors! Oh, the doors. Is that what they were? Yeah! I thought it was the bat surf, the bat board. Bat boards. This motherfucker just bewitched himself some ice skates. How am I supposed to not think he had that up his ass? Now, as Dr. Freeze is falling, he's holding that gem so casually, like he's me holding a drink at an open bar event. There's no way he could have thought, someone's going to knock this out of my hand. Yeah, <laughs> like, I expect everything to go according to plan. Yeah, for all he knows, Batman's about to eject into the sky. Should I freeze Batman's face? Nah, I'll just nah, do his hands. Just the hands, man. They're coming after Freeze. Yeah, I had the note. Why are they surfing? Why? What does that do? Batman lands on his back, dislodges the diamond. I'll tell you what it does. It allows Robin to give us this line. Cowabunga! Why? Why did they rip off the fucking Ninja Turtles? Shout out to Howdy Doody, Ninja Turtles, and Bart Simpson. Because oh it's God. 20th century, bitch. That's why. 20th century. And he's just surfing buildings. Yes. We built this city for this entire falling sequence, by the way. It's finally back. Yes. The return of Gotham. The return of... We, we built this city. We built this city on CGI. Freeze freezes the furnace as he glides to the ground. Batman and Robin converge. He's going through these monster door openings that I do not understand what this building would be. Yeah, he freezes the furnace, but then just lands with no impact. He fell from a couple hundred feet there. Couple hundred? Motherfucker fell 30,000 feet? Since his wings fell off or whatever, which he ejects. Okay, gotcha. That's still like a, a, a strong like couple thousand feet. Easily. Had to have been. It's only a model. Robin says he's got them, and he dives for Freeze, who then freezes him. Grabs a diamond. Stay cool, bird boy. <laughs> Seven out of ten. <laughs> so why does Robin dive? 
Why does he dive holding the diamond in his hand forward? Somehow freeze is in one shot holding the door shut. And then the next he's 10 feet back waiting to shoot him with the freeze ray. Super lucky that freeze did enough freezing of Robin that it turned into a platform holding him up. Because he could have easily frozen, crashed the ground and become Terminator victim or Sub-Zero victim. That's a gamble. My next note, I regret deciding to grade these puns after Stay Cool, Bird Boy. <laughs> what would you grade your decision to grade the puns? A one out of ten. Can you be cold, Batman? You have 11 minutes to thaw the bird. What will you do? Chase the villain or save the boy? <laughs> your emotions make you weak. That's why this day's mine. <laughs> I'll kill you next time. He laughs like Poppy Levitard. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Give it to me again. Batman thaws Robin. Robin asks if they got him. They didn't. Now we're at some mansion slash botany lab that Method Man would be jealous of. There's a terrible shot of a fake forest that's like real set dressing in front of a painting of a castle in a gigantic valley. South America. I didn't... I didn't find out this is South America. Till the end of the movie? Until they show the picture, and this is they just landed on a flight from South America. I thought it was just somewhere else in Gotham. I'm watching this, and I said, this can't be Gotham. They can't have this place here. I would note when they show those photos and say South America, where it says, Amin just found out it was in South America. <laughs> Uma Thurman is failing with her experiment. She's just trying to make some animal-plant hybrids. Dendronium orchid with a South American rattlesnake. High hopes for animal plant crossbreeding. Had to have high, high hopes for some breeding. Wow. Uma says her experiments would be better if the other doctor wasn't grabbing her samples and taking them to his lab. What is he doing in there? He's whisking her venom samples. Whisking, yes. Who is she talking to? She's got a voice note. She's doing voice note exposition. Yeah. Oh my God. The crazy doctor is addressing the un-United Nations. Oh my God. The lab door has signs like a sixth grader's bedroom door. She's like, keep out. <laughs> no girls allowed. <laughs> the UN. Oh my God. Next level with it. There's six people in the UN a U.S. military guy, a token Russian woman, a Middle Eastern guy, really? and a Kufia, a Che Guevara type, like South American soldier, a guy in African garb, and an Asian man in a suit. I saw two Asians, an African dude, an Arab shake, and then a fake Castro. Did he shake what his mama gave him? What's up, Cinephobiacs, or Cinephobe listeners, or whatever you want to call yourself if you're a listener of Cinephobe and you're just calling yourself a CTD fan? I don't know. That's not the point. We want to tell you about a fun new thing we're doing every Thursday on the Stereo app. Stereo app is a live social conversation app where you can be a co-host, you can be part of the conversation, you can just listen, whatever you want to do. But what you can do is support us and have fun with us and interact with us on the Stereo app Every Thursday for Count the Dings, we're going to have Cinephobe content. We're going to have mailbag content. We're going to have after shows for the Cinephobe episode that just came out that week. You know, we put stuff out on Wednesday, Thursday night. Boom. A Cinephobe after show. Talk about all the stuff that happened in the recording, all the stuff that maybe we couldn't say. You'll get exclusive right there on the Stereo app. And it's easy. Just download the Stereo app and follow me at Stereo.com slash Talk Hoops. Follow Amin at Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. We're all on there and we're all going to have these fun, interactive, 
after shows. It's like a live show, but it's on the Stereo app. And the way you can really help us is when you go to Stereo.com slash Talk Hoops or Stereo.com slash Darth Amin, make sure we're the first show you listen to. Again, we're starting it this week, every Thursday. Download the app. Download the Stereo app in whatever smartphone store you got and come check us out as the first show you listen to Thursday night. You're going to help us out. You're going to be able to get some extra content and we're going to have a lot of fun. It's a lot of interactive. Talk to us, ask questions, make fun of us, whatever. And we'll talk about how much we hate each other from that week's episode of Cinephobe. So make sure you hang out with us on Stereo.com slash Talk Hoops, Stereo.com slash Darth Mean. Follow all of us. Get notified every time we go live. Let's have some fun like it's a live show, baby. Serial murderer is brought in for this experiment. Antonio Diego. Antonio Diego, which is, again, so problematic. <laughs> Drilling three holes into his cranium cavity. Viaducts into the primitive parts of his brain are there. And now I add my super soldier serum, codenamed Venom. And then add steroids and toxins of his own design. John Glover acting his ass off. Why is there a spiked cod piece? Why wouldn't there be? Why does it need to be spiked? Protection. From what? The sex. Oh. He's pumping that head full of liquid, and he gets Mark McGuire jacked. He's the ideal killing machine. Very, very slowly it dawns upon me. Holy shit, is that supposed to be Bane? He's the ideal killing machine named Bane. Bane of humanity. That's how he got his name? Doctor is selling the system for their own army. $10 million to start the bidding. Bane breaks free of the constraints. Sparks are flying for literally no reason. Nobody can hold him. He chucks a worker into some more spikes, flexes, and yells. He really adopted that name very quickly. I like this Bane better than Tom Hardy. This is the Bane I grew up with. Fuck you. Fuck you. I was staggered. I was like, wait. Is Bane in the comic book like this? And did like Christopher Nolan just make him into this? super smart villain sean connery or is bane smart and this movie was just like fuck it let's just make him an oaf let's just make him moose what do you think it is <laughs> i kind of feel like this movie i trust this movie that fucked up more what yeah yeah bane is smart in the comics he's smart here he repeated words back he's got a luchador mask just to reinforce the antonio diego what happened to his accent though what accent exactly Evil doctor sees Uma and takes her away. The funding has been cut. Tension? Without her research, he couldn't have come this far. Tension. Wants to fuck and join up. She's offended. He wants to entwine. Tension. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? She's going to ruin him and threatens his career. She's acting her ass off. Oh, she's fantastic. No, she's not fantastic. She's just acting her ass off. No, she's great in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not good at rejection. He pushes her into a lab table. I'm afraid you'll have to die. And then dumps all these beakers on her. It's a beakers month. You know, (laughs) chemicals on chemicals, along with snakes and orchids. That was supposed to kill her. Just dumping a couple of chemicals on her. But the poisons and toxins burn a grave for you deep into the earth you love so much. Fellow maniacs, bidding begins. Cut to Robin soaking his feet, wrapped in a blanket. They're going over Mr. Freeze's origin footage. They're actually watching exposition footage. His name is Victor Freeze, spelled F R I E S, right? The idea that the reason why Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze is who he is is because his name is actually Freeze. It's Dr. Freeze. Thank you very much. And he's also, he's working with cryogenics and stuff like that. Why do they do this in comic books all the time? Where it just so happens the field that I work in is exactly what my last name is. It made me say, it'd be like if Zach 
was really into harps, or Maze was into corn. Or Amin was into Hassan Whiteside. Here's where everything goes north. This is the only thing I want you to clip on request, Maze. <laughs> I know I said I didn't have any, but I lied. Also, Edward Enigma. Oh, man. Right? For the Riddler. I mean, he was just born for it. Arnold falls back into the tub, and the noise he makes is... Oh, my God. When he falls into the tub, he is acting his ass off. Like my man in Snake Eyes, the boxer. <laughs> just, uh, go, Tyler, go, Tyler, go! Like Joe Gatto. Wife had a rare disease, froze her to find a cure. He electrocuted himself, fell into a liquid freeze, survived. Cryo solution mutated his body. Suit uses diamond enhanced lasers to keep him cool. He's the two time Olympic decathlete and a Nobel Prize winner for molecular biology. And it kind of made me think that he was the grown up version of Julius. Oh. No, he's Dolph Shays. Dolph Shays. Dolph Shays. Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) Shays of Grey. He's a fucking 1950s basketball player. I need to drink. The Syracuse National. He's Dolph Shays. Sobriety's doing this to me, man. I don't think choosing not to drink for a podcast recording is called sobriety legally. I don't think that's what that is. I'm saying you can't go cold turkey. Like, we might need to get a mean on the sauce to get the best of mean for the rest of the pod. I don't know why I wrote this next note. Maybe you guys can fill me in. Alfred is fucking useless euthanizing <laughs> Batman. And I know that seems harsh. I don't know why I wrote that. The note I wrote was, was Alfred just rubbing the suit's nipples and chest? He's just <laughs> molesting that. Well, that's why you put nipples on the bat suit. To tweak them. Right. And so then Alfred, Albert, Alfred says, <laughs> replies, how indeed. Coming right off the heels of him rubbing on the nipples, I felt very very uncomfortable. All right, Maze, no shit. I really thought he was going to say aroused. I didn't know you could get uncomfortable. I really did. Alfred is still foreshadowing his ass off. Arnold's suit runs on diamond-enhanced lasers. I shan't be here forever. I shan't really hard after I drank that milk. <laughs> Maze, they shot his pants after basketball practice. Sure did. They're going to trap Mr. Freeze with the Wayne Diamonds. But Robin's got to spend 10 hours in the simulator training. He was reckless. Robin says he's sorry. Don't be overprotective. How are we supposed to work together if you won't trust me? Alfred brings up Batman's trust issues. He's a novice in the ways of family. And I wrote, God damn it, Alfred. His parents were murdered. Yeah, he's an orphan. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus Christ. That was your job to teach him family, you dick. Family much? (laughs) Batman says he trusts Alfred. I wrote tension. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Shunt. Alfred says he won't be around forever. Batman has got a little memory in the hallway of Alfred picking him up. These fucking flashbacks, man. The memories are so bad, man. How can he see the memory of himself? Right. Not like remembering being there. What, like first person? Yeah. Yeah. Like someone filmed it. The grave flashback. Oh, that's the worst one. Through the window later is way worse guess what there's not a grave out that window guys evil doctor is talking to the winning bidder oh my god these angle shots are terrible modifications on bane coming poison ivy emerges from the floor promises a super soldier delivered by overnight mail 20th century bitch apparently she showered in her death and dyed her hair what happened 
I love how in DC movies, nerd women who become evil become instantly sexy. Well, you got to jack into something. Also, smooth jazz plays when she talks, and this is the exact same transformation as Halle Berry and Catwoman. Uma Exposition. She's half plant now. Her blood has been replaced with aloe, her skin with chlorophyll, and filled her lips with venom. She kisses the doctor and he croaks. She says, I'm poison. It's a jungle in here. It's a jungle in here. I'm nature's arm, her spirit, her will, hell. I'm Mother Nature. She wants reparations for plants. I noted right here, this is movie is just one big hidden right-wing propaganda, oh! anti-climate change. My next note, is this a Green Initiative movie? No, Green Initiative is right. pro-climate change. I know, but I was trying to figure out if that's what this was. No, it's the opposite. So are we trying to be pro-Green Initiative? No, we're trying to be anti. We're trying to make, it, make them seem like crazy whack jobs that want to murder all of mankind no not if i want to fuck mother earth because it's not nice to fool with mother nature I'm trying to plant my seeds meanwhile we go back to the other room bane is still flexing and roaring he is in the exact same pose he's been doing it for three hours he is rocking it <laughs> she starts breaking the lab and notices Wayne Enterprises on the beaker. And I wrote, is this beaker month? Coming, Bane, darling. And it reminded me of I Love Lucy. She and Bane leave the lab burning. Back at Freeze's ice cream layer, he's watching I'm Mr. White Christmas. He's jamming out in his polar bear slippers, wants the bad guys to sing the song, but they're too cold. And I oh. wrote, Arnold is assless. Oh. They're holding frozen TV dinners. And this is when I'm like, who are these henchmen? He didn't give him any sort of powers to make them comfortable being cold. They just, like, hang out in his frozen ice cream factory. He is also fitted out, man. Oh, the robe. He's rocking that fit. I thought they were all beaten off. What? They're all sitting there, like, like just kind of freezing. Like, well, I just thought that was their, like, vigorous hand motion. You thought... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You thought that Mr. Freeze was singing, I'm Mr. White Christmas... And making them beat off to that? He's a villain. <laughs> he's the star of the movie. He's a bad guy. He's not a villain in this movie. He's the good guy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's just trying to save his wife, I mean. Yeah. Oh, every villain has. He's trying to raise him. money for research to cure disease. He's a scientist. He's a Nobel Prize winner. Who's the bad guy then? Robin and Alfred and Poison Ivy. Corporations. Poison Ivy wants to save the, the planet. But she wants to murder the people. So does uh, Mr. Freeze. No, he doesn't. He just wants his diamonds. He just wants his money. Well, he wants to freeze the whole planet, too. Yeah, because they won't give him his diamonds and his money and help him cure this thing. Oh, is that how that works? If you just give me what I want, then I won't kill everybody? Welcome to White History Month, Amin. That's what we do. That's a good point. Vivica says she's feeling hot. I wrote she wants the icicle. She's got like a white boa clear plastic raincoat outfit there's white dreads coming out of the back yeah, of her head yes she does and she's dropping cold puns oh she's trying to get it talk about the cold shoulder she'd weather blizzards just for him wants to warm things up he only wants his bride talk about your cold shoulder she booty bumps him and walks away Everyone turns into a 1940s woman in this movie, too, by the way. Oh, the, the talking. Uh-huh. They, all, they all talk like Zooey Deschanel. So my question was, if he's not banging her, why does he keep her around dressed like that? Whoa. Diversity. Happy Women's History Month. Yeah. Sorry, Maze. Especially coming off Black History Month. Jesus. Maze. So if she's not spreading her legs. Why keep the woman the around? Fuck, man. And then her character's name is... Miss B. Haven. Oh, 
running around with a pickle in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, at least. Trying to. Freeze loads up the diamonds in his suit. He needs one more giant diamond to freeze the city and hold Gotham ransom. It's winter forever here in Gotham if they don't bow to his demands. What are city fathers? What? He says, if the city fathers don't provide me with what I want. And I said, what are city fathers? That's a great question. I don't know. Does he think the mayor is the dad of the city? Maybe. Or as Brockmire calls God, Sky Daddy. <laughs> okay, Sky Daddy. He needs billions to complete his research for his wife's cure. No, no, no. So I can find a cure soon. He needs quality time alone with his frozen bride. She's in some kind of water tank? Looks like Luke Skywalker on Hoth. Back to tank. I thought it was Nicole Kidman for a bit. Soon we'll be to get out once more. She's got a snowflake necklace. Alicia Silverstone shows up to Wayne Manor. Alfred is slacking. This is a pretty bad note. Jesus, stop ringing the doorbell, you annoying count, is what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> Auto correct? Three! Three offensive things. Oh, 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 oh. Happy Women's History Month. Robin gets the door and he says, please be looking for me. That's a good line. He's horny. He's a very horny young man. Uncle Alfred. She's from England with zero accent, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> Same note. Did she say she made it all the way from England? Parents have been dead for five years. Alfred's been supporting her. Exposition. There are a lot of secrets in this big house. Keeping secrets are a prerequisite. Tension. Bruce Wayne's turtleneck game. Sedano level. Oh. <laughs> Second of all, she explained why she was there, but I still didn't get it. Like, wait, why are you here? It doesn't make any sense. And then at the end of that walk where they're walking around the grounds, they all stop and look at each other. They're just staring. Brazzers level tension here. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. They dropped that she's a computer science major Whoa. just for about an hour and a half from now. Future callback. She runs a computer. That's called Chekhov's computer science major. She goes to Oxbridge, which is Oxford and Cambridge hybrid. And then my next <laughs> note, dick is horny. Clooney can't deliver a line for shit in this scene. Robin shows her the motorcycle. She's terrified of those things. That's when Batman insists that she stays there, and that's when the Brazzers staring happens. All this luxury really isn't my style. Alfred looks like shit as he gets online. He's doing computer research at night? Alicia comes to talk a man. He's trying to find his brother, who's also a butler. She comes to the Maharaja of Maranjanpur. This couldn't be less relevant to this movie. That whole storyline is super relevant. But as she comes in, she says, I'm here to tuck you in. And he says, tuck me in. And my note was, Alfred gets first crack, apparently. She says, I don't suppose they have fax machines on elephants. I wrote racist and 20th century bitch. <laughs> Butlerism <laughs> runs in the family. Combo! <laughs> As does exposition. That's worth triple and bingo, guys. She's now sneaking out with a bed sheet repelling down the mansion walls. Zero cheeks. Also... <laughs> I wouldn't say that's her because the stunt work is clearly different as she then hops into the scene out of nowhere. Oh, we got a lot to talk about with her. She sneaks a motorcycle out of the garage. She did know about motorcycles. Uma shows up to a Bruce Wayne event wearing a wig. Why is... Bane is driving the limo. Why does he have a hat on? Why? Why does he have a driving hat on? That's how you stay low pro. What? 
camouflage, baby. He's a 400-pound green steroid freak. I don't think they're going to think, oh, that guy's got a hat on. Uma says step on it. Bingo's step. I started laughing so fucking hard when I noticed that he had the hat on. Oh my god. We also got Gossip Gertie on the radio expositioning live from the Gotham Observatory. This fucking e-news dick. For those who have not watched the movie, you gotta understand, Bane is, like I said, 400 pounds, muscle-bound, with a huge mask on. Tubes sticking out of his fucking head. I mean, he looks way more ridiculous than the Bane you've seen in The Dark Knight or whatever. But then he has, like, a hat. Like, oh, no one will notice a thing if I wear the chauffeur cap. Get a hat and a trench coat. That Mercedes limo, by the way, the red one, dope. Gotham Observatory for this event, Wayne Enterprises, donating the world's most advanced telescope. It's perched in a giant statue's hands. Lots of giant statues in Gotham. You guys ever used a telescope? Yeah, when I was a kid. So I feel like a telescope is something people only do as kids, but only adults have them. It's expensive. Am I wrong on that? They are pricey. It's the first time we've been talking about telescopes since Jupiter ascending. (laughs) Satellites allow them to see anywhere on Earth with this telescope. Just don't point it at my bedroom, as Elle McPherson looks on. It says it allows them to see the sky from anywhere on Earth. Not like, (laughs) look at Earth. (laughs) Right. He just want to let everybody know that he gets it in. That's what he said. The reporter asks, are you going to tie the knot? Uh, marriage? Uh, uh, marriage. Uh, uh, you want to... Give me a hand here. Fucking coward. Gossip Gertie keeps calling him Brucey. Brucey. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Then Elle McPherson says, Bruce and I are recklessly in love. My question was, anal? You know about what? No, I'm just saying, what's recklessly in love mean? Does that mean anal? Is that recklessly in love? See, I feel like recklessly in love would be like safe word territory. Oh, maybe I'm a square, Zach. God virgin i'm not wearing hockey pads (laughs) Uma just blows through security she introduced herself as dr pamela isley four remarkably ineffective security guards they cut her funding because the doctor was a lunatic doctor 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 and doctor she has a proposal to cease toxifying their environment forget the stars she's acting her ass off and she's back in her zooey de chanel costume she's climate changing this proposal fraud our mother our womb she deserves your loyalty and protection and yet you spoil her lands poison her oceans blacken her skies you're killing her her proposal would cause millions to die from freezing and hunger she says all acceptable losses to save the planet mammals Mammals! a day of reckoning is coming shout out pablo tori primordial soup media are laughing like nba media at a doc rivers press conference (laughs) (laughs) that's like four of the last five cinephobes i feel like (laughs) doc rivers like shitting on NBA media here. Gossip Gertie was in the last three Batman movies, but not the original Batman. And she jumps in and says, you must be new. Batman and Robin protect the city, even from plants and flowers. Oh, that's what everybody loves. And then he just has a very detailed rainforest costume ball invitation on him. Like he was just carrying that around to hand to her. I rewound this to double check. He does have like an aide bring that up to him. <laughs> Cause I was like, wait, did he just pull that out of his, like his jacket? He has an aide helping him. Are you positive? Somebody brings him the invitation and hands it to him before he hands it to Uma. Mm. I crunched the tape guys. I was <laughs> Ivy then talks to herself about Batman and Robin. Just talking to herself. No voice note this time. Militant Dom of the warm blooded oppressors. 
animal protectors of the status quo. First, I'll rid myself of the fur and feathered pest, then Gotham will be mine for the greening. Nobody talks like that, Gilmore Girls. Like, what the fuck? She's killing it, though. Like, she's so good in this. Oh, she's fantastic. She's the only actor. Freeze is watching wedding footage. And I wrote, it's a safety hazard <laughs> if he jacks it, right? This reminded me of a long Cape Polly. We need Sandy Lyle to come in and break down the tape. <laughs> the henchman interrupts him with the paper, freeze overreacts, and freezes him. I hate when people talk during the movie. You can't say that B. He said movie. I hate when people talk during the movie. Way to break the fourth wall. Video focuses on the necklace of his dead wife. One more diamond. He grabs the frozen paper, sees the bait of Wayne Diamonds for the ball. Very nice. Very nice. Wow, wow, we were. I'm a nice. But I freeze. It's time for the Rainforest Ball, and I wrote, I'll just let a mean comment on the show here. Mm. Yeah, first of all, J. Jonah Jameson went super hard in his bid for the black model. $30,000. Oh. <laughs> Second of all, Robin, <laughs> when Poison Ivy shows up, before she's even blown any of her super fucking powder on him is already ready to beat it i mean he is oh absolutely horn dogging it is up. robin a virgin no he worked in a circus <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't like it well because his parents died i mean the don't be a menace line is like oh you're a virgin? no i mean there was that one time I that. but i didn't like it <laughs> Batman and Robin are at the ball. Commissioner displays the diamonds. Batman tells Robin, Freeze will be there. Giant gorilla costumes storm the stage as women are being auctioned off. Bat nipples. Gorilla costumes are more believable than the movie Congo. Oh, future callback. Future cinema? Now one of the gorillas is stripping the costume away. It's Ivy. She blows some dust into the air and the crowd is enchanted. Sensual. Just like Taylor Swift and Cats. This is a sensual rendition of the song Poison Ivy by the Coasters. You're gonna need an ocean of chamomile lotion. Yes, back in the day, they used to make songs about the most mundane shit. And it probably was a metaphor for sex somehow. Yeah, that's jacking it. Poison ivy, poison ivy. You can do 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 do, do something, dumping, dumping. There it is. All right, it hits Batman uh, and Robin, uh, and the crowd is horny. She drops the entire gorilla costume and everybody wants to get poisoned. Does a trust fall onto some men from about 30 feet up. All these dancers who were paid by the museum all of a sudden are down for her routine. Well, because she's enchanted them all. Oh. Now she's walking on the backs of some to get to the stage. Introduces herself as Poison Ivy to the crowd. Blows dust in Batman's face. Why not send Junior home early? I've got some wild oats to sow. And she turns and tells Robin. However, youth does have its advantages. Endurance, stamina, forget the geriatric back. Come join me. My garden needs tendon. Do you think that this is where Zoe Deschanel got her whole persona from? 100%. That fucking hack. She grabs the diamonds from the commissioner. She's including an evening of her company for the witting bidder. 50K, 100K, 500K. Batman bids $1 million. And if I'm in the crowd... I want to know, where does Batman have a million dollars? Also, isn't this thing for Wayne Enterprises? Where the fuck is Bruce Wayne? Great question. Robin goes to two million. You don't have it. I'll borrow it from you. Five million. Seven million. And he's got the Bat card. Never leave the cave without it. Oh, man. It's good through forever, baby. 20th century, bitch. Freeze bust through the door. Freeze cannon time. All right, everyone. Chill. Two out of ten. The first dude he shot. What the fuck was he doing? Jacking it. No, it looked like he was scrubbing the ground. 
Like, round and round they go. Round and round. Let me see those from the ground. Like, he looked like he was waiting for somebody to get on the back, throw a saddle on him, and ride him off into the sunset. I also think because Freeze couldn't move in that getup, his whole move, every fight scene, is he loses the gun and then just starts throwing people. Yeah. Until he gets it back. His move is just only fights terrible security guards. Yeah, he shoots a gun, he freezes people, gets it knocked out of his hands, then just throws people. All right, everyone, chill. Batman and Robin start fighting the goons. Freeze grabs a vine and... That's not how vines work. ...defies all physics. Swinging to the... It looked like he got launched out of a cannon. So one of the hot Tarzans is beating his chest for this fight scene, and I was a little confused by that. Then the Mighty Ducks come out, but they're not on skates. No. Mr. Freeze only fights the security guards, and Batman and Robin only fight the henchmen. And then he yells at one of the aerialists. He just yells, Boo! <laughs> She gives him the vine, and then he just, like, uses it like a bungee cord, lands perfectly on the stage. He calls her plant girl, vine lady, garden gal, threatens to turn her into mulch. She tries her pheromone dust, but it doesn't work on him. His cold heart rejects it. Designed to eat, to eat the man's blood. It doesn't, doesn't work, work on, on the, the cold-hearted. Yeah, maze, but you can do one line or do the other line. <laughs> cool party. One out of ten. He grabs the diamonds from her clever little clover. Batman punches a guy and says goodnight for some reason. He leaves by the freeze mobile. Batman tells the commissioner he's got 11 minutes to thaw the people. 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11. Oh, 11. And she calls Freeze a god. Robin's still horny. And Bane says, monkey work. <laughs> commissioner exposition is a joke, by the way. He says, Miss Ivy, you've just met one of the most sinister men in Gotham. <laughs> And then he turns and walks away as soon as he said his line. No response. Doesn't wait for a response. He's Mr. Magoo. He's Commissioner Magoo. Freezing his goons are getting away, going down the wrong way on a street. He freezes a ramp through a building and drives down a giant statue building thing. We built this city! Batman and Robin are in pursuit. Batman says Robin can't make the jump. He overrides Robin's bike engine, which is wildly dangerous because now he's got to go into a controlled slide just to stop at the very edge of this thing and not plummet to his death. Batman's a real bat dick. I'm convinced that Batman wants Robin to die. Like the whole movie is about him wanting him to die. Wants to reunite him with his family. Robin screams hilariously. got the same note too the robin scream is amazing ah! <laughs> most of the screams in this movie are just ejaculations right we can all be adults here bane is ejaculating constantly it's gotta hit that turbo button baby monkey work <laughs> freeze cannon shoots the batmobile he's ejected and lands through the windshield of the freeze mobile and then he reveals a knocked out freeze on the ground. What? He's standing over the collapsed Mr. Freeze like that dentist that killed Cecil the lion. It's a cold town. Did that happen yet? It's a cold town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Back to the Batcave. Robin's pissed. He's still pissed? He could have made that jump. In the circus, the Flying Graysons were a team, and I wrote, I forgot he's a carny. Is this Carl Anthony Towns with Tibbs? <laughs> In the circus, we did this. In the circus, we did that. Kid, everyone has a scrapbook. Also, by the way, in the circus, your family plummeted to their death. Kind of leave that out, don't you? Too soon? It's Batman and Robin. He said it. Not Robin and Batman. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> Robin thinks Batman's jealous over Poison Ivy. He can't deliver any of his lines. He's sick of Batman's rules. Abide by them. Robin says no partnership. 
Uh, he's never going to trust him. Then Alfred sent in a vo- voice note on a CD to his brother. <laughs> 20th century. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are you doing, Alfred? Alfred's eyebrows are something to behold. I mean, they are so wide. His eyebrows look like if you gave my eyebrows the Bane serum. <laughs> like, that's what that looks like. Schumacher is like, this is my second Batman. Let's let Alfred cook. Oh, my God. Let's give him a plot line that's important. Wayne walks in. Alfred says Batman monopolized the evening news. Then calls him a control freak because of his dead parents. Message. Am I pig-headed? He imagines his parents' grave when he was a kid through the window, and the grave is not there. And I wrote, what the fuck? Oh, my God. This flashback. And I was like, we're going to do this again? Like, <laughs> I thought that meant because it's nighttime. But he realizes he can't control death. Cut to Alicia sneaking the bike back into the garage, and Robin catches her, and she flips his ass. Due to some judo lessons. Yeah. Most generic. Hey, <laughs> How long has she been gone? I don't know, man. Did she leave for like three days? She apologizes and runs off. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. for listening to part one of batman and robin on cinephobe we are not even halfway through this movie believe it or not plus amin has an entire segment on a certain song featured in this movie and we have a ton of trivia plus of course phober file golden dumpster in the meantime we do have a very special patreon episode coming out tomorrow Go to patreon.com slash count the dings to get the exclusive Patreon episode. We also have the stereo episodes on there. We have the Cinefeuds on there. So check it out and see you next week for the conclusion of Batman and Robin. Yo, Rob. Yo, Amin. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the stereo app that's right go to stereo.com slash darth amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us and we're going to talk about all of the different things that i always forget about this is a great app every time you guys are listening to this pod you say oh i wish i could chime in but you're listening to a pod you can never chime in it's pre-recorded guess what with stereo you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo. Download the app. Subscribe, follow Darth the Mean, follow Talk Hoops, follow Trayvon, follow 
Big Waz, all of us, you know who we are. You search for us on the Stereo app, you will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. You can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live.